Hey everybody, this is Andy Clodfelter. And this is Lisa Monahan. And you're listening to 1890s Court. 18, oh no. Bringing you the best in all things <laughs> Spanish-American War. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hey Thank everybody. Thank you for this... knowing anything about history, because I don't know I think, shit about history. Good yeah, job, Andy. Somebody's going to call me out on that. They're like, it was the Mexican-American War. I don't remember. Um, I know it was like in yeah. the late 1890s, maybe, but... So, hey, welcome back to another week of 1990s Court, just to be more specific. Um, we are here bringing you all the hot, hot deets uh, from the 90s, um, as usual. It's interesting that I'm explaining this, because, <laughs> like, there's not a this lot of people that are 20, like, I... episode 20, a good place to start off with no, <laughs> no just other Just in case knowledge. you didn't know what you've been listening to yeah. this whole time. Like, what has this been this entire time? I didn't know until episode 20. Um, exactly. So yeah, so as we mentioned last time, uh, it is episode 20, so you know what that means. <gasps> we got Do some we special hot news for everyone. All right. Hit us. What is it? So before we get into anything else, uh, it's time to start paying your fucking bills. <laughs> <laughs> Our lights are getting shut off. Our lights are getting I have, shut I have off. I to feed. I am, I am currently in the snow in Illinois. By the way, it is snowing just real, real heavy um, in Illinois right now. Um, and uh, I'm sitting out with a laptop only getting somebody else's Wi-Fi doing this, this <laughs> podcast because I just... At a Starbucks. I know. At a, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting outside at a Starbucks. <laughs> at one of the outside tables. Um, so we have um, big news, which is that... 90s Court now has a Patreon. Um, do you want to know? So for those of you who are unaware of what a Patreon is, I doubt it. If you listen to podcasts, you pretty much know what a Patreon is. For sure. Um, so we have uh, some different tiers for ways that you can uh, be more involved with the podcast as well as support the podcast. Because um, we do have some expenses that we do. Like I said, we you know have to cer- pay for certain things and everything like that. And uh Lisa's got to, you know, be away from her kids and everything. It's true. <laughs> I I only ha- also, also, I only have two North Face jackets that I rotate in on these. I need a third That's one, what baby. It, guys, we need, I, I was trying to be a little I, bit more, like, cool about it. And Lisa's just like, I need some fucking North Face. <laughs> but here's the thing. I don't buy them from the retail. I go to the outlets. This is outlet this style. Is that I've good never shit. bought full, full price North Face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, anyway. But, no, but seriously, yeah. guys, um, it's super easy to find. It's patreon.com slash 90s court. Um, and just to go over some quick details, we're going to give you some of the juicy deets on this. Um, we're actually, the reason we were kind of spurred on by this was that I had just kind of like for fun, like put up a page or whatever a while back and, uh, and somebody on Twitter who follows us apparently just randomly searched Patreon to see if we had a page and found it and is, is a member. It. So I did want to give a shout out to our boy, Aaron, um, who what, is, what? uh, one of our biggest fans on Twitter, always, um, always, you know, follows our stuff, comments on stuff, always has great stuff to share. So he yeah. is an official member of the jury. Um, which is our first tier, which is from $1 or more per month. Um, you get a monthly shout-out as a member of our jury. So all the other people out there who vote on our stuff, you're super rad. But Aaron is an official member of our jury. That's right. Um, yep. Was it tier two? We've yeah, you want to go over, cover that For one? For sure. I've, I've actually got to pay. My, my internet's working well enough tonight. Mm. My bills haven't been shut off tonight. Uh, <laughs> tier two makes you a bailiff. As Ooh. an official bailiff of 90s court, you will get a monthly shout out as well. All you right. Get three. That's right. You'll get three of our gorgeous 
three by three nineties court stickers. Juicy. And then you'll also get a bi weekly shout out as a bailiff. Insert your beautiful name, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, oh, you want me to keep going? To your three. You mean the other the other oh, thing? Oh, wait, I, didn't, I, didn't, wait, I didn't even like say the pay, biggest, pay, bailiff was the biggest thing about was being $5. a bailiff. Yeah, bailiff is five dollars. Wait, did I miss? Oh, you. I'm sorry, I skipped over it, guys. Here's the thing. I'm sick. I'm doing the best okay. that I can. You get a Patreon exclusive monthly bonus episode, which like Andy and I are super we're, stoked on. We're super, so, super stoked, stoked on. on because for those of you who enjoy '90s court, or maybe you're like, you know, I really like the '90s, but like. There's so much stuff that happened shortly after the 90s, and it's too much of a bummer that you guys can't cover it, which is why Lisa and I would be bringing you a monthly episode of a show called 2000s Court. That's right. Covering, we're, we're kind of workshopping it, but probably 2000 to 2005. Um, yeah. So we're bringing a monthly episode, so you have that to enjoy, too, um, at $5 or more for the next levels. For sure. And then was it Judge? Judge. Tier 3? Yes. $20 a month? You get all the aforementioned goodies. Um, you will get oh the best one though. Okay, so you get your stickers, the bonus episode, shout a weekly shout out as the judge. But the number one is you get an episode of or court case based on your suggestion, and we give you full credits. So twenty yes. bucks a month, you get to call the shots. And then for forty, do you want to tell us what number four or mm, tier this four is? This is the this is the one that is just like this is the pure sex tier. Like I just want I just want everyone <laughs> to know. This is tier four executioner. That's right. You are you will be an official executioner of nineties court. With this tier, in addition to everything else that has been featured, getting the bonus episode, getting the stickers, getting the shout out, getting oh I'm sorry, you also get a more frequent, you get a weekly shout out as the executioner. You get mm-hmm. to choose, make an entire episode based on your suggestion with credits given to you. But most importantly, mm, a guest appearance on an episode of 90s Court where you, Lisa and Andy, will do a three-way court case on three separate 90s topics. Dang. Boom. Juice. Three ways. That's, that's, so what, Backstreet Boys, Sugar Ray. <laughs> Wait, Sugar Ray? Sugar Ray is Sugar the Ray least related. But, yeah, but he's, yeah. So we're not going to do that. It'll be your, no, you can know, don't. we'll, we'll, we'll pick something, you know, and, and have something good. Um, but, but anyways, guys, we just wanted to mention that, tell you all about that. You don't have to hear this entire list of things again, just so that way, at least for one episode, everybody knows what all the tiers are. So again, um, anything you guys can, can throw out would be super appreciated. Yeah. Again, Check that's patreon.com slash nineties court. Okay. Now that, now that we're done pimping <laughs> things, how was your week? <laughs> It was fine. Again, all my kids have, like I said, have been open mouth coughing onto all my food, all my coffee. And that's why I'm drinking a hot date nectar, hot toddy situation. It's like, with, I don't know. It's hot booze. It's it's not great. But you know what? I'm here. How are you? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty solid. I um I had a pretty strong week. Uh, finished strong at the end. Um, Let's see. Oh, I started... This is going to be wild. So I mentioned that about the snow. That's pretty cool. Um, something else cool I did this weekend. So a friend of ours, Kristen from Coffin Cast, had suggested um, after right. I partook on one thing that I should, like, she give me this website. And so I've actually auditioned for a few to do book on tapes for <laughs> several books on Audible. So oh, um, wait, wait, wait. So not just a guest interview on her show. You did 
No, that was yes, no, no. That's auditions. what I did for hers, and then I auditioned. Like, there's just a thing where there's a website you can do, where you can literally uh, make an account and just like submit audio samples um, and uh, audition for different things. Not saying I'm going to get it necessarily, but it's a super amazing. cool little hobby thing, and I appreciate Kristen suggesting that, especially because when she suggested it, I said no. There's no way I'm going to do that, <laughs> <laughs> and then I decided to do it. So, so awesome. Yeah. So it's been a good week. Uh, I finished up all my Christmas shopping. Um, so I got all of that taken care of and hammered out. So, um, anyways, that, anything else you wanted to cover before we move on to no, content? Let's, let's, let's dive in. We've been, let's we've been going, let's go harder content now. Hard. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the things, the things, <laughs> the things. Um, so, uh, Lisa started last week, so I'm going to hit it up this week right off the bat. This is Andy's things. So there's a couple things in this, but it's basically all a part of one thing. So this is the story of a girl who cried at a river and drowned the whole world. <gasps> I'm kidding. I just, I, oh. that's not what I'm doing. I just, I said this is, and then I had to continue. This is a band. Um, it is coming upon the Christmas season, and there are a few um, songs that set my soul ablaze when I hear them, like in a good way. Um, ones that still, like, I'm like, these songs are so good. So, like, there's the classics and stuff like that. There's some newer ones. These ones were ones that were made in the 90s. Um, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about the band leading into it um, and the creator of this band. So, um, let's see. So, the first part, where is the... Well, apparently I just got rid of that page. So, anyway, cool. so there was this one guy, um, Paul O'Neill, um, who had been... Uh, he'd been uh, involved with a, a ton of projects um, with different, ba like super huge famous bands and everything, producing them, helping them put on music and stuff. And he'd, he'd done that for, for a while. He'd had a, a few progressive rock bands early on in his career, um, like in the 70s and 80s and stuff. And then in the 90s, um, he was given an opportunity uh, by a large record company to basically produce his own uh, band. And um let me see here i'm gonna i'm actually gonna pull this up because this is this is too important the verbiage but he he said he basically wanted to make something that was kind of a mix of classical and rock um music and uh -oh. so um he got uh some people together uh a shitload oh, of people no. and he created oh no. um why are you oh knowing because i know what you're about to say <laughs> okay well, that's okay, I want to hear. I want to hear this court case. I want. We're not court case. I want to hear this thing. No, I don't want to. I don't even want to do it anymore. No, I want to hear it. So he put together the band Trans Siberian Orchestra. Oh my gosh. Are you? Do you not like Trans Siberian Orchestra? Wait, I no, can't when, stand. Just, just like. <sighs> it's yes. when it comes when it comes on. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like. Dun, 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 dun. It's like, okay, I just want to have some tea and maybe some cookies. I don't want to be reminded of my mortality and, well, and feel jolly at the same yeah. time. So, so the first song I wanted to cover is actually my favorite song by them, which is not Christmas Eve slash Sarajevo. Mm. I do want to talk about the history of that song. Okay. My favorite song by them that just absolutely gets me going because honestly, love Christmas Eve, Sarajevo. There's no lyrics. I'm a big fan of um, Great Pipes, as we've discussed about the <laughs> lungs the past two weeks now, now three. Nice um, 
the song I love is Christmas Canon Rock. Now, there is a song called Christmas Canon, which okay. is like little kids singing and stuff. This one is actually has like a professional singer, and there's more of a guitar riff to it and stuff. Um, it's, God, I just want to play. Um, I just want to play for you guys just a little bit of Christmas Canon Rock just to get this going here. I'm going to fast forward to, well... So here's the thing. I, it occurs to me that my audio from my computer will not play on here at all. Um, yeah. But it's like it is a it is a super uh, banging song where it's like ding 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 ding. Um, this night we pray our lives will show the stream he had. Each child still knows. Um, and the the chick who sings it when it gets to the chorus, it's like we. We have not forgotten. And she just has the thickest pipes, the greatest <laughs> lungs. And it just, and then uh, there's the on this night. It's not like, there's not like a lot of depth to it, but it's basically like the actual music is amazing. There's a lot of cool guitar riffs and everything like that. And just generally speaking, like, this is such a cool genre, the fact that it took off like the way it did, because there's not a whole lot of people making Christmas songs that are like, you know, um, that you can jam out to, but this one always just really um, gets me in the, not I mean not the Christmas spirit, but it just kind of is like a, it's a really inspiring song. Did you say um, that was canon? Christmas canon rock. Christmas canon? There's a, okay. There's, a Chris, there's Christmas canon and there's Christmas canon rock. So there's okay, two thank different you. songs. Then, the song we discussed before, I do want to talk about Christmas Eve Sarajevo 1224. I also want to apologize for singing in that voice because it was really bad. And I don't <laughs> like singing in falsetto, and I don't know why I did it. Every time I do it on this show, I'm like, I hate myself for doing that again. <laughs> why did I do that? Um, so the background. So Paul O'Neill um, explained the story behind it. Um, so basically, he there was the story about this cello player that was born in Sarajevo um, a while back. Um, he had, and when he was left, who left when he was fairly young to go on to become a well-respected musician, um, playing with symphonies throughout Europe. Um, Many decades later, he returned to Sarajevo as an, as an elderly man, um, and this was at the time of the Bosnian War, um, to find his city was basically in ruins. So mm. this was kind of a heartbreaking story, and this is what motivated the song, what made him think of the song was basically um, it was done by his own people that had caused this. So um, they were shelling Sarajevo like every single night the Serbians were, and so he would, rather than going to the bomb shelters like his family and f neighbors, every night he would go to the town square climb onto a pile of rubble that had been, once been a fountain. He took out his cello. Um, he played Mozart and Beethoven in this, as the city was bombed. Aww. And then he came every night and began playing Christmas carols from the same spot. Um, and it's just this powerful image of this white man silhouetted against the cannon fire, uh, playing these timeless melodies. And I just think that is such a badass. That, <laughs> that is, is such a amazing. badass backstory. Um and, and this song is basically, for those of you who aren't familiar, I'm sure you are, it's basically, it's a combination of God Rest Ye, like God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. Da, da, yes. Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. And then Carol the Bells, of course, which is what most people think of. Dun, da, 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 dun, da, da, da. So um, these are just songs that, like, I, I couldn't believe these came out in the 90s because I just never really heard them as much until, like, I would say probably in the past, like, 10 years uh, more so. But they came out um, in... 96 um and so it's uh it's just one of those things that like 
I have to listen to it like in my car. It's like a jam. Yeah. Maybe not like I'm not gonna listen to it at a party, like as a calm, like with a bunch of people around, <laughs> like in background music. But, um, but yeah, these are important to my life. So I'm gonna turn over my time to Lisa. Oh. To talk about her thing. But I'm so thankful that you talk because I Trans-Siberian Orchestra is one of those bands that I was just like, you just always existed, right? Like you've just always been there. Like <laughs> like like Oxygen, you've just always been there. Whether or not we knew that we needed you, you were yeah. there. So I'm glad to know. I yep. didn't know they came in the 90s. I thought they yeah. were. You know what's crazy too? They So he formed that band. Uh-huh. And like this came out like immediately after they formed. Like it was not like this came out later. They'd been around for a while. Like. They formed in like '95, and they had this album out in '96, and it was just, uh, they just went for it immediately. So, and they're still doing their um, thing. Like you can still go see. They're still jamming out. It's yep. insane. Well, yeah. that's amazing. Well, thank you for so, bringing that to my attention because I just knew that as yeah. this, as the it, aggressive song I, that I'd be like, uh, uh, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> I haven't had enough coffee. Um, okay, yeah. uh, to to move to my thing. Obviously, you already know what the title of this episode is. I'm not going to spoil it in case you haven't looked for some reason, but. <laughs> We are I'm going to talk about something very important to the court case, which is coming up after the break. And I'm going to be talking about the talk boy. You know what I'm yes. talking about. You know what I'm talking boy out. That was terrible. Forgive me. Um, I'm really bad at this. I'm, again, that's what I'm again, talking I'm boy sick. out. I'm, again, like, I've gotten like maybe <laughs> maybe eight to nine hours of sleep the last two days combined. So I'm, I'm hurting. Um, okay. The talk boy was released by Tiger Electronics. Um, and it was actually conceived. Tiger. Yeah, it was. Oh, is that? That's right. That's how they said it. No, I just said the word. Did tiger. they not? Did I they just, not? Didn't, didn't they not whisper it on it? They might have. I just, I just like saying tiger in that voice. It seems like a false memory now. But it was. It was originally conceived as a non-working prop for Home Alone two, um, and then specs were provided by the director John Hughes, um, and he helped make or helped get it made into an actual working retail version toy. That was released Which, at Toys R Us on November 20th, 1992, the same day as the release of Home Alone 2, if I'm remembering correctly. That's crazy. Yeah. It seems like that's how a lot of things work, though. Like, now watching, like, I didn't until, like, recently watch um, uh, the toys that made us on Netflix or whatever. Um, oh. And they have, like, the backstory. And there's so many toys that are 100%, like, we have this toy, but we need a we need a grounds to, to start it or whatever. And so they'll, like you know, introduce it into something like, or make a TV show about it or something like that. It's come up like, it's just funny, like the order of how they, they go about making things a lot of the times. Yeah. And so, so actually the, the toy, yeah, it was a non-working device that he had on in the movie, which mm-hmm. I didn't know. It just seemed so real. So I think that was interesting. Yeah. That was the, that was the basis of this talk boy. Um, and the original talk boy was released with Kevin McAllister's picture on the front of the box, which I don't remember. I would have been seven. I don't, I don't really remember that one. Um, and it was essentially just a handheld battery operated cassette player slash recorder that had, if you remember, had that like slight telescoping microphone. And then it had like a grip handle, a speaker, mm-hmm. and the ability to record, play, stop, fast forward, and rewind. Um, and so if, if, if you saw the movie, you were like, I need that shit immediately because I need to get away from my family and cause chaos in the Big Apple um, and I will survive with the use of this talk boy or record like conversation of my sister on the phone with her friends or something. And so they released the original and then the deluxe version came out at some point, which allowed the slow playback feature, which was, uh, yeah, which was presented in the movie. And so you could speed that up. Um, and so that was how Kevin in, in home alone could like manipulate audio and make it to where it was like, Oh, you're talking to his father or his uncle or something. Um, and you could actually play backs 
the speeds were like 76% for slow, and you could speed it up to 130%, which is like, let's pray. Kids shouldn't have that technology, but they did. Now they have... It's too much power. Now, like, six-year-olds have iPhone 11s, so it's fine. Are we on 11s now? Is that where we are? I think so, yeah. I don't... I have, like, an 8. <laughs> I have been, no, it's cool. I, my niece My niece has a has a, an 11, and I have an 8+, plus because... Yeah, 8+, plus baby? Yeah. Freaking children, freaking children get better phones than we do. <laughs> I know. And they <laughs> drop it, like, refuse to have a case on it, and just, like, chuck it onto yep. the concrete. Um, cool kids. <laughs> And so, yeah, so the cool thing about the deluxe version of the Talkboy was that it came with a cassette tape. First of all, did you own one of these? I feel like we got one at some point and, like, quickly realized that it sucked. Oh, I could see. I'd be like, oh, this is really cool and really novel for, like, like a day or I mean, two. I guess I should say it's one of those things that we got it and we were like, it the, the capabilities and the usage for it, it didn't occur to us that there just weren't that many situations where we needed to thwart criminals breaking into our house so we just didn't have any use for it for thwarting criminal activity for, like kevin did yeah nope not a whole lot of break-ins thank goodness in the 90s i guess question mark but the deluxe version came with a cassette tape that was blank on one side so that you could record all whatever you wanted to and then on the other side it had pre-recorded lines and and sound effects from home alone 2 which is pretty cool and then subsequently they just talked they just released it like talk girl which was just the talk boy but pink and then you got the Talkboy FX Plus, which was a pen that could record audio and play sound back and had sound effects and a voice changer. Like, I feel like I had the pen briefly. I could be wrong. Oh, yes, yes. I remember that. Yeah, the Talkboy yeah, FX the little, Plus. Yeah, the little mini one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just the pen. Like a, like a damn secret I know we agent. definitely had that. I definitely had that. Yes. And then you got, uh, I think they had a Talkboy FX Plus girl and then they or they did and they also did talk boy jr which was like a palm size version of the i love the i love talk girl how it was just like it's talk boy but pink but pink yeah it's like girls too i guess <laughs> girls too i suppose so pay pay us money to make it pink thank you yep so that's i mean that's talk boy like I, I i feel like i had the pin i don't think i had a talk boy proper but i feel like i had the junior i definitely had a yak back which was very similar but i don't i i I don't know how much of the talk boy or talk girl shit I had. I feel like at one point your parents were like, you already have a device to record my secret conversations. How much more do you want? So anyway. Yeah, you had so many. You're like, I have so many devices to record myself. So it feels like I have friends. Exactly. Yeah. Just me sitting there watching repeat episodes of Saved by the Bell to be like, I hang out with the cool kids, right? And then record, like, record on my talk girl a snippet of Zach Morris to be like, I can just listen to him all day. He's my boyfriend. Mm. I wait. Have you seen that? Have you seen that meme that's like going and always around? It's like what it's like to listen to podcasts. And it's just this like young kid, like sitting next to like a truck with like a bunch of girls, like sitting and talking and like laughing together. <laughs> and he's sitting right next to it in a way that it looks like he's like with them laughing too. But he's just sitting there by himself with nobody. I hope people feel that way about this episode, but we are, yeah. hope, but we want you to laugh with us. You can get in our car if you want to. There's probably some old Whataburger bags in there or something like Wait, that. Wait, I'm sorry. Oh, Whataburger bags? But, oh, that's oh, I guess that would be a regional chain. It's a burger joint. I was going to say, that's a hot. What, steak I, and I, shake. I've heard of it. I just steak and steak shake, shake we'll bags. Steak yeah. yeah, there we go. Steak and shake bags. See, you know, how to, you know where my heart's at. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I'm kidding. Give me, give me that steak and shake. So, so yeah, anyway, that's, uh, that's Talk Boy. And so that will be covered a little bit more after the break. 
in our court cases. So should we? What? But why? I mean, I don't know. We've got some big stuff oh, to talk gosh. about, as you mm, can tell by the okay. title of this episode. So why don't we take a quick mm. break, t- take a breather, yes. do some laps in the snow, come back. I'm going to I'm gonna go swim. Go swim. We'll make a snow angel. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll come back and we'll hit the, the polls and court case, okay? Yeah. All right. Sound good? All right. Catching a few. Catch you later. Welcome back from the break, everyone. It's us. It's it is still Andy and Lisa. Can we made it? it. We survived. Oh no, not ah! Uh. I'm gonna go take a nap. I should have taken. I a will nap. survive. <laughs> and as long um, as are you are you actually gonna survive? Because I'm looking at the poll resort resorts results Listen, from this last week. You guys have been talking to a fucking corpse for the past week. It's just been like. You guys just took me to the fucking cleaner, just stabbed me 47 times Caesar style, and then just threw me onto a pyre, like, and just watched me burn. Like, it was, it was, this is handily the worst beating. Like, I'm not handily. I mean, this is like. It's pretty bad. This is, this is like, this, this is, is worse screech. than Urkel Screech and worse than <laughs> Ninja Turtles Power Rangers. Like, those were the two I know for a oh, fact yeah. that were absolute fucking shit shows. Um, it was bad. So, Lisa, why don't you tell me about it? Because I'm gonna, I can't. Muster For sure. Up the if you if you can even remember what last week was, if you have the mental capacity to think back to seven days ago, it was Mario 64 versus mm-hmm. Star Fox 64. A great and duo. Yeah, a pretty good, a pretty good matchup. You guys did not agree. Facebook <laughs> leaned 86% towards Mario 64 and 14 towards Star Fox. So sorry, Twitter, not much nicer at 79% Mario 64 and 20. Twitter, Star more people Fox. on Twitter know truth, and I appreciate that. Here's the Buck Wild thing, Lisa. Is like what this is I've seen this on both sides. Like whenever you've lost and whenever I've lost this, like. Mm. I think it's because of the fact that they know it's a hot take is the reason they chime in, but it's misleading because, like, the only people commenting on the original post on Twitter about, like, the episode will be, like, like Star Fox, Star Fox, Star Fox, Star Fox, and then the poll comes out and they fucking disappear, and they just fucking disappear, and it crushes me that they just didn't show up at all for that poll. I know. So thank you to the five of us on Facebook and probably, like, <laughs> seven of us or eight of us on Twitter for showing up in solidarity for Fox. For sure. You you guys, you guys did the best you could with Star Fox, but let's give it up. Mario 64, round of applause where credit is due. Mario 64 is just The most timid, timid clap, just golf clap style. I I just don't know how loud it's going to be on my shitty microphone. So I don't want (laughs) to upset the, the, the already upset podcast gods by the, yeah. So Andy and I have been going through a lot of like hilarious trouble trying to get the audio synced up. And by us, she means her. It's me. So like I'll spend like two hours after this is, we need a producer. That'll be Patreon level. <laughs> where we Patreon pay level, yeah, no, Patreon level, uh, like you pay us sixty dollars and you can produce the podcast. That's true, and you get credits. it's a steal. What a also, great deal! And you also get to produce the episodes that you help us create with yeah. your ideas and get shout outs. How does that make? How does that make um, you feel? Are you excited? Yeah, I enjoy doing it, but holy shit, I'm going gray really fast. So anyway, we've been having fun with that. But speaking of how much fun it is. We should probably just get into the really like the really strong meat and potatoes game of this whole podcast. There's so much meat and potatoes available that yeah. I almost forgot. Like the meat and the potatoes were so thick and just oh, mm, savory what? that I almost forgot to do my thing. Well, let's do because it. Because Lisa, something just came across my desk. 
Never, never get it right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. This week we have because we said we were going to bring it holiday style for you. We are doing it. And apparently, a hotly contested. I did not think this was a fair matchup until Andy was like, "No, this is a very hotly contested topic." So I said, "Yeah, go ahead, say the thing." Sure. Home Alone versus Home Alone Two, Lost in New York. So I got yeah. bad news for you on the show. Ooh. So I think people who say it are like who are like it's the make it contested are like it's more of like a hot take thing. Okay. So I'm breaking this news to you now. Um but no, like here's the thing, is for me, like this is a tough one because both films are awesome. Like they are they are fun bangers of films and I yeah. love them. Yeah. I've watched both of them this holiday season already. Oh, wow. Yeah. Going for the gold. Holy yes, moly. Well, I know. I get gold stars all around. It's true. It's true. A++. Plus plus. Um, mm-hmm. So speaking of uh, this court case, you've been going first. I'm going to hand it off to you to cover which makes the most sense, Home Alone, the original. Oh, thank you. Uh, so, yeah. So we're going to talk about the OG Home Alone, um, which, you know, again, this is one of those things where the casuals out there will immediately side with Home Alone. This thing is it's funny to me that, like, I'm taking this even though I'm kind of like semi going to be explaining why i think home alone 2 is also a banger um but here's the thing so i think what you'll find is most people are familiar with these films i don't need to go too far into depth so general synopsis kids a real piece of shit like (laughs) but here's the thing you like watching it again i was watching him like he's a he's a dick but he's like he's kind of like oh my god i'm so helpless but like his family's just brutal to him. Like he's just everybody yeah. just takes massive turd dumps. And his uncle, one of the lines that oh. like you know how I always say quotable lines, like because there's just amongst our friend groups, like as kids, like and even now, like we still quote things that we said like forever ago. And look what you did, you little jerk, is still a line <laughs> that we say all the time after he like goes to attack Buzz and ends up uh, spilling milk all over, like, the passports, which ends up knocking other people over, and they knock, you know, um, just a bunch of shit over and everything. And uh, and that's actually, it's funny, because, like, they show a close-up of that, and it's kind of something you don't always notice, but that's where they end up throwing away Kevin's passport, was when he's, like, cleaning up the milk with all these napkins and stuff. He grabs all this stuff and throws it in the garbage. And you can barely see. It's one of these things that, like, you would not notice unless you knew to look for it. Is he yeah. ends up throwing away one of the passports, which clearly is, ends up being Kevin's. Um, but it's like that was such a subtle reference that you only, only knew it because people like shared pictures of it like randomly later on. Yeah. So the premise is so they he um, his mom's like, all right, you're going upstairs. You're you're a piece of shit because his whole family's going to Paris, right? Um, so he is going to get taken upstairs by his mom, and he's like, Mom, go fuck yourself. <laughs> He's like, Mom, <laughs> oh, that's you're, right. you're such a fucking piece of shit. My entire family sucks, and I hope you all eat a dick. And she's like, I hope you don't mean that. And he's like, no, Mom, genuinely, eat a dick. And she's like, all right, well, maybe you'll wake up and you won't have a family anymore. And he's like, fuck yeah, let's do that. And then he wishes his family would disappear. And the following morning, a series of events happens with a, a heavy windstorm. A tree branch breaks and knocks all the power out on the block and the phone lines. Um, and so as a result, the entire family that's all staying in this freaking beast house that uh, Mr. McAllister owns um, 
the power's out, so they end up waking up late, and they get, you know, they get finally awoken by the sound of the the cabs, like the big uh, vans that are going to take them to the airport, and so they have to like haul ass to get there. Um, and in the in the rush of getting everything ready, um, some stupid neighbor kid shows up, and they end up head counting him, thinking he's Kevin, but he's not Kevin. He's the kid from next door. <laughs> so they all get going. Um, you know, it's 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 here's the thing: they do a very good job at making it this situation believable. Yeah. They make it believable in the sense that, like, okay, so A, um, you know, how is it possible that they would have forgotten a lot of good reasons? Like, they gave a, a lot of good reasons. Like, that random kid showed up and was being pesky and stuff, and they just and he was turned around, and they, when they were doing the head count, they bopped him on the head. Um, and also, secondly, is the reason that, here's the thing, everybody wants to, I like, I enjoy memes about Home Alone and how Kevin McAllister actually had a bloodthirst and wanted to kill people. Um, <laughs> and, and that's the reason he did all of this. But here's the thing. They're like, he could have called the cops at any time. I'm like, he thought his family disappeared. Like, he did not think, oh, I'm home alone. He thought, I don't have a family anymore. Like, this is just my life and I have to fucking fend for myself. Now, I will say, in the first one, he thought that. In the second one, yeah, it's fucking bonkers that he didn't call the police at any point or call anyone and say, hey... I'm clearly in a different city away from my family, and this is dangerous. I've done this rodeo again, and I almost died. No, this is Um, a beach blast. I love – well, not beach blast. He missed that one, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so so they – so so in this one, it makes sense why he didn't really do that because he thinks they disappeared. A lot of fun pictures. Oh, it's me having fun. Oh, I'm a kid. Look how cool I am. Or then, like, eventually it's like, hey, it's me trying to kind of mature and grow up. And it's one of those things that also kind of shows, like, yeah, he was a little shit and he was kind of worthless. And it shows throughout the process that he becomes less worthless once he's um, kind of put in a spot where he has no chance, choice but to be stronger. Um, Well, meanwhile, the family's in Paris um, and they're trying to call back. The phone lines are dead. They call the police, who obviously are impotent. um, And (laughs) they, uh, they have a, you know, have an officer show up um, and... Of course, as we all know, uh, Joe Pesci um, and Daniel Stern um, are, in the meantime, uh, trying to are going on like a killing spree. uh, By a killing spree, I mean a breaking break-in spree on that block. And apparently, his house, Kevin McAllister's house, is like the crown jewel. It just has so much stuff in it. And while they're listening to great things, I love hearing things like they got. They got big screen TVs and VCRs, and I'm like, cool. Probably <laughs> Does... a drawer, drawer full of beepers. Yeah, like... I mean, because even now, like, you think about, like, like if that would be like if somebody said, like, they got Blu-ray players and flat screen TVs. I'm like, that's like, like, really, like, a, a Blu-ray player is, like, at a high-end one, it's like 50 bucks, and, we're t- and that's, like, a good one. Like, most of them, you could probably grab one for, like, 25, 30 bucks if you wanted to really bad. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they uh, they are plotting this thing. In meantime, Kevin's at home alone, of course, hence the name. Yeah. Um, whole series of events happens. Um, you know, there's the the next door neighbor. I do love this. I don't want to brush past this because it's one of the like near the end. There's always like I get like I like things that make me feel things. Okay. <laughs> feel emotions, <laughs> and like I really like the storyline of the of the neighbor next door, the guy who's like. Um, you know, Buzz and all the kids, um, and Pete from Pete and Pete, who's also in yes. this, um, in both of them, um, is talking about how he like killed killed a bunch of people, um, in Indiana, and then lives, you know, where they are now near Chicago, um, and uh, and he salts keeps their bodies in this big 
trash can with salt and mummifies them, which made no sense, but they're kids, so who cares? Yeah. Um, and of course, it just turns out the guy's just lonely. His, you know, he's his son. Um, he had a break, a falling out with his son, and everything like that. There's the moment where this is this happens in both movies, and I know you'll talk about it, but like where Kevin is like giving like some really sick life advice as like an eight year old <laughs> to this grown ass adult, like, why don't you just calm and stop being such a little bitch? Um, whenever he's like, you <laughs> know, when exact he meets, verbiage. Yeah, the exact verbiage when he's talking to this old man in the church. It is nice though, because I oh, mean, the like, old you man know, of the church. Oh my gosh! Yeah, because he, because he'd like yelled in his face a couple times, like, "You hear that? I'm not afraid anymore." And then he sees the old man, and then just screams in his face and runs away. I forgot. Um, and even that. ends up, yeah, and even ends up con- committing uh, lars- petty larceny as a result of seeing the old man when he was buying a toothbrush, asking if it was eight um, approved by the American Dental Association. And then the guy yes, walks up behind scene, him, Andy. Yeah, he walks oh up behind gosh. him, and then the dude, and he just fucking guns it. He's like, "I'm out." Like, and the funny thing is, if he had been caught by the police, things would have been so much better. He would have said, "Oh, it's a misunderstanding. I was scared." Oh yeah, by the way, I'm also home alone. <laughs> That's true. Can you help what? me find my entire family, perhaps? Yeah. Nah. And- and so that's a really cool I it's a really refreshing thing and I always like the the end of the movie like when everything's kind of resolved itself and it's Christmas day and he looks out the window and uh you know per the advice that Kevin had given him and of course the old man's like yeah I'll take that into advice and he did it apparently he called his son um and he got to see his granddaughter um again and they show the end with him hugging his granddaughter and like crying and stuff and it's a really yeah. sweet moment and stuff so um but yeah so then the other portion of the movie of course is the the mom is just absolutely in full-on mom mode. Um, and I thought the mom and dad were really well-played, too, in this. Like, it, it's very akin to, like, my family with, like, um, the dad's just kind of like, oh, it'll be fine. Oh, just, hey, relax. It'll be okay. Everything's cool. And and she's very pragmatic. And, of course, like, that's, I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but she's very active, like, trying to get things done. And it's, like, has to be the disciplinary and everything like that. And uh, it's one of those things where you, like, take for granted the fact that, like, all the things they do for you and stuff um, until you finally realize, like, wow, these are, you know, think, of, look at how much amazing stuff they are doing, as she will absolutely go to the ends of the earth to try and get back to her son. Um, and yeah. so that whole storyline is great, um, including when she eventually gets back into the United States and ends up having to ride with John Candy and a polka band. Uh, oh, my gosh, yes. To Chicago. Um, as you can John, tell, I haven't, I haven't watched the original this holiday season in or in the last like maybe 20 years so i'm i'm like yeah. i'm dying right now yeah, yeah. so of course the 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 uh the the creme de la creme of this film the part that everybody remembers that's the the, the notable thing is the traps like that's the that's what we all came here to see we all came here you know all the side stories all the other <laughs> fun stuff cool i want to see these these burglars get fucked up by a little kid um, and so, so uh, Macaulay Culkin, who f- finds out, like, the, he's kind of playing this cat and mouse game with the burglars. Like, first they think that somebody's home, and then they're like, no, there's not. And then they're like, oh, no, there is somebody home. He's, like, very tricky at, like, getting people to believe. Like, there's the thing where he has the Michael Jordan thing moving around on a train and, like, a bunch of people dancing. He's using these things to make people look like there's a party going on. But eventually they realize it's just him. Um, and they're – and strangely just directly outside the window that he happens to be looking at her like we're gonna be back here at 9 p.m <laughs> and he's like all right well um i guess i'll have to do something about that 
Um, and so, yeah, so he sets up all these traps. I mean, he's got, you know, first he's got like the pellet gun. He puts water like all over all the steps. Um, and it's, it's really funny that like so many of these things, like if even one of these traps didn't work out, like any, even one of them, because he like puts himself in the most precarious situations while this is going on. Like, if they just made it over one of these traps, they would get him immediately. Like he would just be done if they like. And think about how many traps there were. Like, if if <laughs> even one of them, if even one of them didn't work, he would be naps next nap dead, and it would be <laughs> like this weird, awkward movie of watching. Daniel, watching Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci rob the rest of the houses. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they go through that whole thing. I mean, there's, you know, I, I don't need to go overall, but that's the part that's like so gratifying. Like, and it's, it's so weird because like, you know, I'll watch like one of these or the other. I watched, actually watched Home Alone 2 with, uh, with my mom and, uh, my brother and my, uh, sister, my, uh, brother's fiance, um, on Thanksgiving and, uh, and my, I, I, my mom still loves apparently physical comedy cause she just like, just watch, she just like <laughs> cracks up so hard watching, watching these kids, these dudes get owned by this little kid. And I mean, that's the thing is it's one of those things that's like, that doesn't age, you know, like just watching that. And, and that's why it's such a gratifying thing. But I think the reason this is definitely like such a Christmas movie is because there is so much about, like not just oh it happens on Christmas like Die Hard we're not gonna get into that discussion because Die Hard happened in the eighties which is a real bummer because I wish we could um, yeah uh, but <laughs> that <laughs> that'd be great just like we just do a court case just on Die Hard alone just on that just Die Hard um but they they it's so much about Christmas it's about getting home it's about the spirit of Christmas they talk about it a lot you know there's Santa Claus appearances um there's you know about the Christmas tree um they you know, it's, it's, it's a great fl- film. And, uh, and I did have some, some, a few interesting tidbits. Of course, I, I, uh, found a few things on the IMDb trivia thing. Um, uh-huh. but I did want to note Macaulay Culkin, his stunt double in this film was a very short 30 year old man. Oh no. So that's <laughs> neat. I'm oh, like, no. not just short, but apparently very slight too. Cause it's hard to be as thin as a child you know yeah it's, like, it's hard to get your frame down to that um, it was like 10 or something when it was recorded yeah yeah so there's a lot of improvised lines and stuff and apparently this film nobody really thought it was going to be that big of a deal so like apparently joe pesci and daniel stern were kind of feeling indifferent about it like when they were shooting it so they yeah. intentionally gave over the top performances because neither of them believed the film would have any kind of success can you imagine <laughs> that, i mean but that that's the beauty of a cult classic i know right like, yeah um, it did reach, it was entered into the Guinness, Bo- Guinness Book of World Records as the highest box office gross comedy, accumulating $476 million worldwide. Oh my gosh. It was wild. Um, and of course, like this makes so much more sense. This was like one, the one that was the most interesting to me. John Candy improvised all of his lines. Oh. Every line, every line was improvised and like, which makes so much more sense too. whenever, um, what is her name? Catherine O'Hara, uh, Kate McAllister is like looking at him, like when he's talking about like his polka stuff and everything like that, she's like, like, I'm like thinking it's probably authentic. She's like, can we move on to like the point of this? (laughs) Like when he's like explaining (laughs) that they're in this polka band and everything. But, um, but yeah, he was a great, he was a small, smaller character in there, but it's always a it's always one of those things where you forget until all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, I forgot John Candy's in this. So yeah. Yeah. I forgot all about that scene. Yeah. So, um, let's see. 
So anyway, so no, this was a this was an awesome flick. Like I said, I think the cool thing about it was again, you know, the the reuniting at the end to like right after all this happened. Um, he didn't for some reason didn't mention to his parents, hey, I just like by the way, I also went some fucking gang busters on some crooks or anything like that. Like it's just weird that he just doesn't. I mean, I guess it would make it less interesting because they'd be like, well, now we have to have more dialogue after this. Be like, by the way, I did this whole thing. And then they're like, oh, well, I guess the movie has to keep going because we have to keep talking about what just happened in the movie. Um, he has this nice reuniting with his mom. She says, I'm sorry. He comes up and they start embracing and everything. And then shortly after, just like I mentioned, the thing, seeing the neighbor. Um, and I, I always like that. It's kind of a, a th- running thread, too, of like, there's an adult who is who people think is terrible and evil, but it actually turns out they're just very lonely. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, that's Home Alone. It's a rad movie. Well, there it is. Well, let's move to Home Alone 2, which yours came out in 90. Is that correct? 1990. Yeah, yeah mine came out in 1992. I did not realize these were so A, so close, and B, yeah. so early in the decade, but... Released in November 1992, I did Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. And I will say, upon rewatching this, so many of the big scenes, I was like, oh, this was the original. Like like some of the scenes with the robbers. And I, yeah. I totally misplaced those. I was like, oh, no, this was the one I liked more. So this worked out mm-hmm. really well. Nice. I, All right. Yeah, I did. Um, so uh, we're revisiting the Callister family as they prepare to spend Christmas in Miami. Um, right. Of course, because they're still in Chicago, and they're like, "Who wants to Just spend Christmas in a beautiful?" Always on fucking vacation. <laughs> That's true. What were you about um, to say about Chicago? I was just like. The- just like, I, I, I mean, it's like they actually have, you know, a really beautiful season for snow and things like that. It's like, but that doesn't really feel like Christmas. You got to go to Miami. So they're going to Miami, I suppose. <laughs> and Kevin and his brother Buzz are in a choir performance. And during this performance, Kevin has a solo and Buzz holds these candles behind his ears. And that makes him very upset. And he turns around and punches them. And there's a big catastrophe. All the choir stands and everything fall apart. And then like a display hits the pianist and she falls down and it's a whole thing that scene whole audio- yeah i'm so sorry that okay. scene he okay first off what buzz did wasn't funny at all it didn't it no. wasn't a funny joke like it was like a really good solo he's doing and then all of these adults in the audience everyone is laughing at this child yes and i just needed to say that out loud <laughs> It's so it freaking so fucked vicious. up rewatching it. I was like, why would you do this? So yeah, so needless to say, Kevin gets mad, punches him, and then they all go home and Buzz lays out this like huge heartfelt fake apology. And Kevin's like, No, fuck this, I'm not doing this. I, you know, and <laughs> just like last time, he gets sent or he decides to sleep in the attic. Like he's just not he's done with his family. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's in the attic again, but earlier in the movie you see his father unplug the alarm clock to plug in the battery for his camcorder. And then that, of course, leads to the exact same sequence. Wake up. Dad, you dumb They're shit. Not, the whole household. No, How are they? Like, I know we didn't have iPhones and, and Apple Watches and shit like this, but, like, no one had an alarm clock that didn't get unplugged, and it was all on this have one battery power? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No one is ready when the airport shuttle pulled up, which would be basically my, my living nightmare. Like, I would never be able to handle this. Be- and well, so, vacation's canceled. We're done. For sure. So, and of course, it cues that like amazing everyone's running around screaming montage, which I bet was actually super fun to record uh-huh. um, with those kind of actors in in tow. So, but this time he's not left behind. In fact, they they go to do a head count and they're like, "Where's Kevin? He's in the front seat. He's ready to go." However, mm-hmm. upon getting to the airport, he wants to get batteries out of his dad's backpack or, or bag to uh-huh. put into his talk boy. Wah, 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 little throwback there, and the um. 
the his he's got his dad's bag and they're all running to try to make it to the airport because they're running super late or to their gate trying to get their they're running super late and he like finds the batteries and gets everything but he stops in the middle of chicago O'Hare airport and whenever he's done he begins chasing a man wearing a very similar coat to his father's and that's how he ends up on the new york flight thinking his dad was sitting elsewhere and then everyone else is on on the flight to miami and he ran into I the tick- wanna- he ran into the ticket taker and all the tickets fell down too and that's the reason you're like well just get the fuck on the plane who cares they're like your dad's on there you're a kid you're, you would probably never <laughs> lie okay so i'm going to take a moment and do a quick parenting psa what the fuck how do you how do you twice on two family vacations lose or leave your child like when jack and i were traveling with our kids we have three five four and and almost two and when we were traveling about earlier this year or a year ago we had a flight where we had a layover and our outbound flight was really late we had all three kids and we carried them and all Mm -hmm. of our luggage and we ran for 15 minutes straight in the houston airport and still missed our flight it's like you no kid left behind like grab your kid <laughs> don't leave your kid like flailing behind you anyway that's terrible parenting mm-hmm. they all get but and, like you you see his parents get on the flight and they're talking she's like i just feel like something's wrong and she never looks to see if she has her kids yeah she's just like that's probably fine i've just it's, probably it feels like after the first time they should have been like we should have seats together this time yeah rather just than do all separate like last time Wearing family T-shirts, like neon pink Technicolor T-shirts or something. No, they don't. So anyway, he's in New York. Kevin ends up in New York. And he's like, all right, you know what? I remember seeing this fancy hotel on a commercial. I'm going to check in there. And he does. And he uses the talk boy to do, you know, to to approve from his father, quote unquote. You can't see my quotes on the podcast. Uh To get into this hotel. And he just starts charging up a storm. And he's in this super fancy hotel where Tim Curry is the owner. Hell yeah! I guess yeah. And he's so scary. He's even. I know he was it, but he's so scary forever. Um, <laughs> of course, he also runs into the very iconic scene of him running into Donald Trump in the hotel. I guess this was actually Donald Trump's hotel. I learned this in trivia that like they had carpet in the main entryway, mm-hmm. but needed to remove it for the scenes of uh, Kevin sliding around, and they removed the carpet. But Trump was like, "I kind of like this," and they never put it back. Wow. Yeah, kind of interesting. But so kind of same shit, different movie. He's doing the same shenanigans. And then, of course, you run into the fact that um, he's in New York walking around and you realize that the bandits from the previous movie have escaped from jail during a riot. And so so Kevin is at the Duncan's toy store in town and where he he hears the owner talk about how he donates all the proceeds from Christmas sales to a children's hospital. And, you know, Kevin's like, well, I'll make a donation because this isn't my credit card. I don't even know. I'm yeah. just going to start spending Fuck, money. Fuck, it's not my money. Exactly. He makes a donation. And then, you know, the shop owner is like, well, as a, you know, reward turtle for your. Dove. He gives him two turtle doves. Exactly. I'm sorry. I watched this movie way too recently. And I just was. I'm sorry. I'll stop t- sharing. No, no, no. It. It's good. I'm glad that you're excited about it because I'm like half asleep from four hours of sleep last night. Woof. So help Woof. me out. Again, you carried a team on your. Buzz, way. your girlfriend. Woof. Woof. Exactly. That's one of Jack's family's favorite ones. So, um, so of course, all the typical antics, you know, happen. And he's in New York this time. And then Kevin ends up running into Marvin Harry, the the old bandits. And so he's like, I'm going to run back to my hotel. But this whole time, Tim Curry's been like, I don't trust this little kid shit where like, I've never seen his dad. And he's just in this super fancy hotel. And so Tim Curry finds, yeah, he is so he is so steadfast to prove that this kid is full of shit. 
cares? You're getting paid. Turn your head. Like, yeah. it's fine. He determines, Tim Curry's character determines that the hotel, or excuse me, the credit card is uh, stolen. And um, and he kicks him out of the hotel at the same time that he's interacting with Marv and Harry again. And they end up uh, confronting him outside. And they're like, you know what? We're going to kill you. And we're going to break into the toy store and steal all the money um, that he's going to donate to charity. And so he's like, you know what? I'm going to go and deal with this pigeon lady for a while. And that's the whole thing. <laughs> if, you, if you remember, it's another old, it's another gonna, old, like, that's, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go and dip into it too much, but yeah, I was like, it's like the exact same thing. as the it's first the exact one. same. Another old person who's quiet and kind of scary, but turns out they're just misunderstood. And so he's dealing with that. And then, um, he interacts with the pigeon lady and he tries to prevent the robbers from the toy store heist. And so he inter or I guess robbery. And so he ends up interrupting their robbery that night and then lures them into this like dilapidated townhouse where you see all the crazy shit that I thought was in Home Alone 1. It's in 2 where he's got the swinging paint cans and they they dodge it and they're laughing. And then, you know, they're like, ha ha, we beat him, stupid kid. And then he swings down this like iron or steel. I, I think it's iron, iron, like, uh-huh. I don't know, pipe. And it just smacks them. Like, I watched the footage. Like, it hits them in their mouth. Like, that would just be... The, like, I'd be like, that's Teeth it. I'm never gone. messing with this kid again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never, ever again. It's kind of a nightmare. Um, and then, then the giant metal bar, like, hits them once they've fallen down. And there's kerosene. And he's setting them on fire. And the one thing that killed me was listening to the... You're watching the movie and hearing it in the background. not really noticing what I was hearing. One of the... I think it was um, Harry's character ends up uh, yelling at the kid to be like, suck brick, kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the lines. I, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. What did you just say in 1992? Oh, suck brick. I didn't even think. I'm sorry. It took suck me a double brick, take kid. on that one. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can't believe suck you said that. Suck my brick. That's true. I don't, I don't <laughs> like it. I don't co-sign. So long story short, the exact same idea of movies but just two years later he ends up luring the the bandits into central park where they are arrested after pigeon lady throws um pigeon seat seat at them (laughs) yep yep and then of course kevin's mom finds him at rockefeller center and everything's fine again and his dad freaks out about how much money he charged in room service but but you know what you left your kid at the airport so he could charge a million dollars and you could just shut up forever because you left him behind i'm a terrible parent it was like 695 dollars i'd be like i mean yes that's a lot but like you're fine like you're gonna be okay look at your fucking house dude and you're going on these vacations constantly yeah yeah you have no idea what he's been through so why don't you just shut up for a second some very expensive ice cream though it was super expensive ice cream. Uh, a few little nuggets of trivia from IMDb. Uh, Macaulay Culkin was paid four and a half million to star in this film, which was uh, the Ooh. largest sal- yeah the largest salary ever to be paid to a twelve year old actor. Um, the cameras for the filming literally froze because of how cold it was where they were filming. Wow. The number given for the Plaza Hotel that was used in the movie was an actual working phone number. I believe to be for the hotel, but I'm not entirely sure. Horrible error. Yeah. No, like, this but is great marketing. And you're like, no, this is not good marketing. Not this is... And the, um, and the movie was originally going to be called alone again, which is mm. not very nice. No. I like home alone too. Also New York. So, yeah. so that's home alone too. And I actually think that the two are actually worthy adversaries. Like both, yeah. both films were great. 
I think number two was really, really great. So uh-huh. yeah. I, let me and let me just say real quick, like this is the thing. This is what I was touching on before. The plot involving the burglars this time, like the other time it made sense. Like it's his house. He lives there. He's all by himself. He has to defend it or whatever. And he doesn't you know, necessarily know what to do. But like the second time, like, OK. So there are so many things you could have done other than what you ended up doing, which was the most convoluted plan ever, which is like, oh, they're in this toy store. Oh, they're literally there right now. I could call the cops at any point and say, hey, these motherfuckers are posted up in this toy store right now. Go in there and get them. Like end of end of plot movie over. But no. So he he does the thing with the with the toy store or whatever. Cool. He does that. Then he brings them back to some random house because he's like, the only way to defeat burglars is to inflict horrible pain on them. Like, there's no obviously no reason to bring them back there. And then the third step is now that I'm out of there, rather than calling the cops and say, hey, come to this house, I'm going to take them to Central Park, add one more step involving me shooting off fireworks, fireworks for them. Yep. It was the most insane plan, step by step, for the whole thing. And that is why I think genuinely that kevin McAllister grew up to be jigsaw in the fucking saw <laughs> oh my movies gosh. <laughs> because he literally is just it, he just leveled up he's like you know what i'm gonna make bad people pay <laughs> and he's yeah. just like i i've got i've got the, a good grasp on a lot of it um, i'm just gonna step up my game for future reference that's amazing that's, that's all i had to say on that that was my tangent because it's just it is one of those things where i go like this is a great movie and yes it would be a really boring plot if he just called the cops but um it was just funny like the, like i said the first one there was legitimate reason the second one it's just like i just want to fuck these dudes up now at this mm-hmm. point so and there were some pretty aggressive Oof. attacks on the two robbers but but that yeah. is uh that's home alone versus home alone too the so and where to find us Mm-hmm. On Facebook and Twitter at 90s Court. If you're on Instagram, check us out at 90s.court. Rate, subscribe, review oh on gosh. Apple Pods or subscribe wherever you all podcast. We're getting the full meal deal. And last, check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 90s court. There. Bravo. I'll, I will not, I will not golf clap. Okay. <laughs> that was golf clap. Yeah. So anyways, um, so do those things I just said in sing song. Um, I won't say them again. Um, but seriously, guys, thank you all so much for letting us get to 20 episodes. This is super rad. Uh, being able to do this for you. I mean, technically, we have more than 20 episodes. If you count bonus episodes, we got like 25, I think, 24, 25. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you guys for letting us get to this point. It's been super awesome and a blast. And we hope to do, um, I was going to say 20 more. And I was like, well, I hope we do more than 20 more potentially, but but definitely 20 more at least. <laughs> for sure. Well, let's let's make it happen then. So we'll, let's, we'll wrap up. That's the end of episode 20. Thank you guys for listening. And we will. we're excited to see the poll results for this week. And we'll talk to you next week. Peace be the journey. Cool runnings. (laughs) Good night, guys. Good night. Bye.